Hey, 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 what is up? Welcome to episode three of the Man in the Moon podcast. My name is Jacob Beach, and I'm the Man in the Moon. Got two friends on with me today, both from my church, and we go to seminary together. So we're going to talk about some things, going to make fun of each other for a little bit, and uh, hopefully have a good time. So welcome in. Thanks for listening. We will see you in just a moment. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right, here we are. Welcome back to this episode. Uh, what I just found out, <laughs> and I'm pissed, <laughs> is that we just recorded the first like 15 minutes of this podcast, uh, and I I, had, I I unplugged. I basically unplugged the recorder. So what was yeah. happening was my my like, you know, the cheap microphone inside of your computer was picking everything up and i couldn't figure out why nothing sounded very good come on man that makes us look unprofessional there oh was yeah and there were so, so many right now wise amazing things we said that the audience is never going to hear that it's was too bad solid gold material A solid gold gold member anyway <laughs> cut that part out i'm not cutting anything <laughs> out i'm not editing all right uh Okay, welcome. <laughs> welcome to episode three of the Man in the Moon podcast. Uh, my name is Jacob Beach, obviously, because you're listening, because you think, or because you know me. I have two friends here with me today, and they are going to introduce themselves, starting with you over here on my right. My name is Steve. Uh, Jacob invited me to this podcast, which I was excited to do. We Don't are, lie. We're going to church together. Um, we also go to school together right now, and we've known each other for about six months now. Excellent. And my name is Alec. Uh, I have a very dry cough right now, so please excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I also go to school with these guys. Um, I'm a year and a half into a three-year track. Two kids, one 14 months old. And one five years, almost five years old. Man, that's crazy. And one on the way. Excellent. Almost forgot about that one. The triple threat trio of yeah. children about to have that five spot for a family. Steve, you got any family? Yes, we. Uh, I got married about four <coughs> years ago. And uh, we have a child who we had nine weeks ago and who is still alive. Mm. So we're doing something right. Step in the right direction. Great work. Yeah. Thank Parenting you. 101, Thank step you. one, keep child alive. <laughs> Check. <laughs> That's really sometimes you, you never get do, beyond that. Sometimes step one you don't. is about it, yeah. <laughs> Great. And uh, I guess I've never really talked about my, have I ever talked about my family on the podcast? Oh, Alec wouldn't know because he doesn't listen to the You're podcast. Right. Well, and now I'm that I'm sorry, on it, I'll start either. listening. Oh, okay, great. It's all about <laughs> you. He wants to hear himself speak, so now uh, that that's an option. How else do I get to hear myself talk? <laughs> I'm also married. I've been married for almost, whoa, four and a half years, and, right? <laughs> <laughs> he looks and more confident than he sounds. Definitely want to oh. <laughs> edit that part out. For sure. Lots of editing going to be happening here. Uh, and I also I have a daughter as well, and she is uh, almost one and a half. She'll be one and a half in January. Mm. So, okay, great. Thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, our topic that we're going to get to in a little bit, not quite yet, is uh, the idea of reverence uh, and respect and kind of formal formalism in relationships, whether that be with superiors, whether that be with coworkers, with friends, with people that you go to school with, whatever it is. 
So I want to kind of investigate that. And there's a little bit of backstory that we'll cover uh, later as uh, as we kind of get into the topic. But the first thing... Yeah, we need to talk about Alex's <laughs> irrational fear of being yes. on this podcast. Okay, so it's two, not irrational. So two days ago uh, was a Wednesday. Uh, the three of us were working, and I was like, hey, do you guys want to come on the podcast this week? And... Steve was immediately like, yes. And Steve was like, yes, my name's Steve Stanton. I will go. (laughs) And then Alec was like, yeah, I'll go on as long as you give me a code name. (laughs) As long as I'm anonymous completely. And then we started coming up with some terrible code names and trying to figure out what, like, what were we going to do with Alec? Because he didn't want (laughs) his real name to be known and you guys just didn't have good code names or i would have chosen one <laughs> what was the <laughs> what was the code <laughs> no I'm a, before this pod before this podcast got erased you just called him dick and that, <laughs> maybe your new first name is just dick wait i thought you're talking no, about no, no. a hypothetical person this hypothetical person yeah okay a, yeah. here's the scenario no, that alec was imagining okay that 15 imagine years it. from now someone was going to google his name because they were out to get him yep and this hypothetical person was going to like destroy his reputation and get all these people to be like look what this kid said 15 years ago and i just i wanted to say you know i don't know much about this hypothetical guy but he's a dick yes like who would do that no one well, everyone, maybe. So, Alec, can you tell us why you only want us to use your first name? And, in fact, w- it took us a minute to talk him into even using the name Alec. He's thinking yeah. maybe we, he, he should be He may or Al. may not be named Alec. His name may or may not be Alec. Yeah. It is Alec, but it could be Alex. Half the, half the people I think that uh, know you will accidentally call you Alex, and I'm sure that you just I, you ignore it at this point. Yeah, it's Alec, A-L-E-E. E R C J. Good how you, code. That's, that's, yeah, how you that's a really good code. That's no how you spell Google it. it correctly. If you're yeah. Googling it, A L E E C J, the number 12. That's That was the Dutch version, the Dutch spelling. Obviously. Okay. All right. So tell us why, Alec, you don't want your last name involved with this um, just well, pure like smut that is this podcast. There's three reasons. Three reasons. Two of them, there's, two of them are similar. Let me cough. Hang on. Go ahead. We'll wait. Don't worry, because I'll right. edit all this out, even though all right. I won't. So the first thing is that, uh, you know, the three of us will likely at some point be involved in church leadership, church ministry, one shape, form, or another. Yes. And, you know, people do get disgruntled in church, believe it or not. And um, if... Even if your church is a good place, if there's just one person who even wants to try to cause trouble, even if even if nobody listens to him, you're still making a real headache for yourself uh, by giving them ammunition. Oh, all this ammunition you're going to give them because all the offensive things you're about to say. No, it's not. It's not because it could be that I say so. I say something that this person thinks the rest of the church will find offensive. Maybe they just laugh him down and don't listen to him. But it's still, it's still a hassle. Sure. Okay. Secondly, uh, future employers, I will tell you. No, actually, I'm not going to tell you that. But <laughs> there are. 
<laughs> Let I, me I tell you want... something that my <laughs> uncle, who's not named Robert, said. Um, this is great, by the way. This is gold. Um, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, future employers Googling you. Okay. And which is a real thing. Yeah. Which and is a real I, thing. I that believe happens, that it's a thing that apparently. you have to be aware of. Not that I've ever been employed, but um, <laughs> which thirty years old. Of truth which I'm really hoping this podcast makes old. it big because I've never been employed. Yeah. In fact, I was talking about the first job interview I ever did uh, less than a year ago, and it was a total flop. It was how you wait. It was, what job? It wasn't even a job. Um, it was like an, a this job, the one that we all share. That you want to not? No. Are you talking about our internship at the church? No. no, 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 no. You don't oh. have to say names. Look, he's so afraid to say no. names. No, it's he fine. Even say you, what it was. You're a teacher assistant okay. at the seminary. Right. I interviewed. May or not be named Alec as a teacher assistant. <laughs> you have a lot of information here. Start connecting the dots. So we can figure out who this guy is. Make a long story short. Interviewed for a TA position. First interview I've ever been in in my life. It was text. It was textbook how not to do an interview. Nice. Completely unprepared for it. Didn't even really realize it was an interview walking into it. And I decided to just, you know, put myself out of my misery and got up and walked out at, at one point, essentially. Nice. Um, okay. Did you get the job? No, I did not. <laughs> but. Surprise. <laughs> But hey, by the way, it worked out because I wound up getting one that is probably better, better. later on. We're okay. making fun of you a lot, but we also really love you. Yeah, and I know. You're I moving know. away in like three weeks. Yeah. And I'm yeah. in I'm in full-blown denial mode. <sighs> like we're having Thanksgiving dinner. The three of us in our families are having Thanksgiving dinner next week. And someone made a joke like, oh, it's like the Last Supper. And I yeah, was like, I nope. really connected it. Not doing point, it. And I almost <laughs> cried. Not emotionally engaging. All right, we got up every time he coughs. Then it makes me just want him to leave immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That helps. <laughs> like right there, as I started to get emotional, and he coughed right into his mic. I was like, "Get the hell out of here! Move to another yeah, that's state." Funny. Rosie tells me that it hurts her ears too. Oh God, his wife's name is Rosie. Oh, oh my all gosh! The, all so the pieces much. are we coming. We blew it. Uh, all right, so. Uh, now she's not going to get a job since she's the only one that's employable. That's going to be even worse. That's true. All right, we got off, way off topic. What we were talking no, about? No, that is the point. I love getting off topic. That so, was the point. what was the point? Oh, we were just talking about why you wanted to use a code name, and I think you do oh, have yeah, you have some, some very you have some very founded points that make sense, especially <laughs> in the age that we live in. But at the same time, maybe Steve, you can speak to this a little bit. No, actually, I had well, one more point. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Like yeah, you're Steve. Oh, you're Steve. <laughs> actually, I'd like to interrupt your point. <laughs> All right, fine, fine finish. I didn't just hold I on thought to that it. you forgot that I had a point. No, it's fine. <laughs> hold on to your point. Steve, okay. talk about why you and I, I semi-disagree. Okay, I would, I would like to talk about why we disagree, but this, for some reason, just made me remember I did have an internet video I made in college. <laughs> and oh, it, that great. thing, oh. that thing came back to haunt me. And so, Wait, what was the video of? Okay, so we had a shopping cart that we used. We had stolen it, and we mm -hmm. used it to uh, in college to get our laundry from because it was like forty. Oh, like a laundry away. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. And got so, you. we named it Kevin for whatever reason. It was just easier <laughs> to refer to him as Kevin than sure. that shopping. Hey, could you bring the shopping cart down because I'm about to pick up my laundry? Sure. And so we made a video about. A day in the life of Kevin. Great, and it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> I'll have to say it made it on College Humor. What? So, yeah, you That's can Google funny. that. I'm oh, cool we, with that. We, I will. Kevin Google the over Cart Mart. Kevin the Cart Mart. <laughs> Google that. 
There's actually I'm on College Humor a couple times. Wow. For those of you who are I'm young, impressed. College Humor was a website <laughs> where people did dumb things and before they would go viral, <laughs> right? College Humor would get ahead of them. Right. Anyways, right. That's one of them. And I didn't know many people knew about it and we were at this like formal ROTC dinner. Great. And they were giving out like formal awards. And in the middle of it, they gave out this basically you're a douchebag award to me <laughs> and my friends for making this video. Great. And like played it in front of every it was it was it was embarrassing. Great. So in that sense, yes, Alec does bring up some good points. Sure. But also he's totally unrealistic. This is yeah, like some. What are we gonna say in here? I, I don't know. Yeah, like it's not like none of the topics that I think that we're gonna land on today are are particularly offensive or even like yeah. notable. Like no one's listening to this podcast <laughs> because it's interesting. So I, therefore, yeah. there's not gonna be any like good dirt. Maybe we need to say some dirt, some dirt, and then Ooh. you get just to get people I, I, I like this hot takes. There, there's been an, I think part of it is there's been enough things in my life <laughs> that like if I ran for president or something and somebody started digging like I'm ruined anyways. Sure. So at this point, you know, I just let's chalk it up as a loss. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, Alec, did you want to make your final point on yeah. why you don't want to be Google? So, by third no point, and I think third this point. is actually third the, point? the the the, nice. the. Oh, I get, I remember. Yeah, this you had is two this is actually probably the 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 biggest one. Um. Let's say you identify yourself in this podcast. Sure. As and Jacob Beach. 10 podcasts from now, you're way more comfortable. Mm hmm. And you start saying something like, you know, I wish that so and so person or so and so institution was just a little bit less X. Sure. Taking, I take a position. Right. You take a position that might be even slightly contrary mm -hmm. to another person's position. A person that you know. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. If someone yeah. in our social circle, someone that you know, mm -hmm. you take a position or you say something that you probably wouldn't say to their face, at mm -hmm. least without couching it in appropriate, you know, words. Right, right. And suddenly... And then that person, because they know us, they do actually listen to the podcast, mm -hmm. you know, because they feel sorry for us. Oh, great. And, and they're like, man, he just kind of put it out on the internet that he, that he thinks this is not great. Right. Well, I happen to like that about said institution. Mm -hmm. And then so, that somehow leads to Alex's life being ruined. Right. No, it leads, <laughs> but it leads to someone's kind of got their feathers ruffled a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. And, you know, it's just not... So, and I would say that that's probably more likely than than the employee thing or the or the. It's <coughs> all right. Uh, the church thing. I'd say it's more likely. And is it the end of the world? No, but it's just it's just awkward. I mean, who hasn't seen that happen on Facebook? You yeah, post right. something that you think is, you know, not edgy, oh, but yeah. someone gets a little ruffled by it. I've and done here, like a hundred times. And I think that whose phone That's is your phone? Are you freaking kidding me? This is a professional. Who was it? It's Jordan Browning, my friend. You'll hear him on a, a uh, hey, on an upcoming you know, episode. I but Jordan, a, don't freaking call me when I'm doing the podcast and me not have my phone on silent. I, I heard a Damn it! I heard a, I heard a cell phone ring the other day on NPR, so it's okay. <laughs> NPR? Yeah. I, I listen to NPR We're at every that day. Level. That's, oh, that's oh, good. that's a position. NPR. <laughs> okay, no, but back to this idea. I think. 
really similarly to what you just said, and I think that it's a great point. And it's one of the reasons that I get really frustrated about Facebook is that text, and you could say the same thing about a text message or a yeah. letter even, you can't read tone. Yeah. You can't, a lot of times you can't read context always. Sometimes you can if someone really rambles, but mm -hmm. you can't read context in a, a, in a typed out message or, mm -hmm. or thing. Um, at least with this podcast, not that I think that it's, you know, that everyone's going to be, oh, what's the hot take of the week? But I think with this podcast, and part of the reason why I want to do it is I, I want to invite people into conversations. I want to have real, authentic conversations about sometimes sometimes it could be a controversial subject but most of the time it's like i just want to have a conversation uh, about something that interests me and one of the things i don't like about facebook being a medium for something like a conversation uh it, it, around one of these areas is everything feels like it can be taken out of context when you write oh X about Syrian refugees, this about yep. Starbucks, mm -hmm. this about political candidate, whoever. Everything is just seem everything seems so like hypercharged and like I feel like when I get on there people are just ranting and raving about these different things. And I'll be completely honest, I get super judgy. Mm. Like I start to think, "Oh, like you're going to go out of your way to put this opinion on Facebook." But like either one, maybe you didn't think it through, or two, you might not even know what you're talking about. And I start to think because I disagree with you, or because I think uh, a certain thing about how you wrote it, I start to think like this person's kind of an idiot, and like I'm just gonna sort of throw away their idea. Does think, that make sense? Yeah, and I'll definitely be defriending you, knowing you're so judgy about everything. <laughs> okay, because no one is judgy on Facebook. I'm the one I think, member. Uh, so this is like its own topic, and I don't want to get into it too much. You're right. But like, you're right. There's definitely been like a polarization. I feel like of viewpoints in the world. It seems like right. well, in American politics, and like, yeah, it, it. And I think there's a whole aspect where people don't recognize differences in worldview being the kind of foundation to why we're disagreeing. And so we never really even get to the true disagreements. Sure. It's like an example, the gun control thing, especially with all the stuff that's been happening. Like, I don't know exactly where I fall on the issue, but I've, it's definitely been something that comes across Facebook all the time. And right. I think both sides of the argument want less people to get hurt. Of course, so we agree. On Nobody's that. like no, give yeah. more guns to yeah. people that that or, want or to like hurt I don't care what the consequences are. I want to go to the range and shoot my automatic, whatever. Like, right. there's I don't think there's anyone out there that actually feels that way. But yeah, we ignore all these points of commonality and just get to this super polarized position from the particular worldview we get into. Right. I, don't know, I could keep going, but no, no, I get it, and, yeah. and that's part of the reason why I do understand what Alec is saying because. Things are always taken out of context. And yeah. even like, <clears throat> let's imagine, let's pretend for a second that like a lot of people listen to this. You could take any one phrase that we say and you could cut the audio file and make yeah. it sound like something that it's mm -hmm. not, that it never intended to be. But uh, I, I don't want to say that I don't care about those consequences, but I think that if someone is going to go out of their way to make it sound like I'm saying something and everyone uh, believes this person that's trying to slander me 
or disagree uh, with the the phrasing of what I of how I put something, then I kind of feel like it that might happen in any context. Yeah. So how can how can we really like go, we can't completely guard ourselves away from that? Yeah. Would you would you somewhat agree with that? I agree. We cannot completely guard ourselves away. Right. That does not mean that we shouldn't make attempts to. Agreed. You have to be smart. You have to know what you're doing, right? Yeah. Sam? Yeah. I think that at a certain point, you do have to accommodate other people. And, you know, we're going to probably talk about this with reverence and stuff. Yeah. But, um, like, the example that comes to mind is, like, how some people dress at church. Like, if Mm. you're older and you're offended when someone comes in with jeans and stuff, how much... Like, I don't want that person to be distracted at church. So at what point do I just kind Mm -hmm. of give in and dress nicer like i want to accommodate them to a certain extent i guess like there's a reason yeah. we have like there's a reason why you can't come into church without a shirt on like yeah. it's just distracting yeah, yeah. and you but, could you yeah. could try to make the point like oh i'm comfortable i can worship god however i want this is all true but mm-hmm. there's no need for unnecessary distractions and it depends that. on that per- that person too if they're driven to want to wear a suit because it makes them feel like they're a better person or something then mm. like at that point I want to you know I'm plus being millennial I'm like yeah rejecting that and I want to wear whatever I want on purpose so it's a balance and I think as long as you're thinking through it and coming to a conclusion rather than just like doing whatever you want because that's what you want to do I think you're at least in a better place yeah I like it well good tease that's a good uh little segue for us to get into our topic so uh, we're going to get a quick commercial break and then we will be right back Today's episode is brought to you by Mary Jo Major Art. Mary Jo is a good friend of ours. She makes beautiful art pieces as a painter, and she's also an interior designer. Her mission is to create art to perfectly match your home or office. With her skills, she can look at a room that you want to add some artwork to and create a unique and one-of-a-kind piece to match exactly what you want. Get on this awesome business opportunity before it blows up. You can check her out at maryjomajor.com. That's M-A-R-Y-J-O-M-A-J-O-R. Dot com or like her Facebook page, Mary Jo Major Art. And we're back. Welcome back to the show. Thank you to Mary Jo Major for our first commercial spot. She mm. doesn't know that she, we're doing her it. art is actually in our townhome. Oh, you have some. Oh yeah, above the changing table. Okay, like it's this, great too. It matches. It's beautiful. This is like real. This almost feels like it's we. A real oh man, I'm gonna one up you seriously. We have art from Mary Jo that she gave to my wife Great. before we were married. That was like a okay. hundred years yeah. ago. You, it was, it was, me, yeah. it was a little while ago. And so, you know, when Mary Jo makes it big and she's got her line at Target, Homes by Mary Jo. That'll happen. Then we'll have like this autographed art piece. That's you true. Know, yeah. From Bush We've got before. like an original. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. And Alec, I'm also glad that you chose this point to put a mint in your mouth, put, to put a peppermint in your mouth and click it against your teeth. It's Are better, you kidding it's me, better than coughing. He hasn't coughed in like four Gosh, seconds. So you invited maybe this it's guy. helping. Maybe it's helping. All right. I do. Think I'll spit really it out. Okay, right after I, I do want to ask right you, as we get into the topic, why okay. you chose formalism and reverence as a topic. Okay. Um, well... <clears throat> Part of what I want to do on this podcast is kind of pick some topics and some ideas that are just kind of like almost like regular stuff or just could be popular stuff. But something that we 
th- this topic specifically is something that I think a lot of people commonly accept uh, without maybe thinking through the repercussions or what is the point and purpose of all of it. Uh, so specifically, uh, all through, well, were you at the meeting on Tuesday, Alec? No. Okay, so uh, on Tuesday... I was irreverent and forgot. Oh, that's fine. Uh, on Tuesday, we went to... Me and Steve were at a presbytery meeting, a regional presbytery meeting. And if you're not familiar with the PCA kind of history and all that stuff, which neither are we. Hey, I have no idea. <laughs> but like, basically what happens is, you know, all the all the Presbyterian pastors from this area... Uh, kind of, they get together quarterly, right? Yeah, it's like a business meeting. Yeah, it's kind of like a business meeting. They go over all the stuff that's happening. They go over, uh, you know, church plants that are coming up, and they go over business, and they go over all kinds of different stuff. They kind of just, they, they put all their heads together and, and, and talk about stuff. I had to go uh, and present at that meeting uh, as a new intern in this presbytery. And so I kind of showed up. Well, first things first, I thought that I was just presenting to like a, a little committee. So like mm. five or six, five or six guys. And I go into the room and how many people were there? Like there Probably was like 50. Yeah. yeah. So there's like 50 or 60 pastors sitting in this room and there's like a little microphone at the front. And like, you know, two minutes after I walk in, they're like, all right, we're going to have, uh, you know, Jacob and Aaron and Vinny and. Uh, and Chris, like you guys come up and, uh, you guys kind of present your, your thing. And so I was like, oh geez, like I'm going in front of everyone. And I was wearing like a t-shirt when I showed up to this thing. And luckily I had a cardigan with me. So I put this cardigan on too, but basically everyone there was wearing, you know, either wearing a three piece or a, a, you know, a full suit or at least a dress shirt and a tie, that type of thing. So I felt, I felt pretty severely underdressed. Thankfully, the other guys that were presenting were nice enough not to tell me that they were dressing up. They didn't want you to be nervous. No, not at all. (laughs) But it brought to my mind this idea. And Alec, I saw you maybe a couple hours later at school uh, and you were asking me about it and you were making fun of me. I don't remember that. I definitely do. <laughs> we were laughing. <laughs> we were laughing together at me. And uh, just kind of thinking through the idea of, okay, so it makes sense to me that this meeting would be one where you know people wear dress shirts and stuff like that, even though there is no official dress code. But this idea kind of started to make me think like, okay, so what what is it about certain places or businesses, or you look at the seminary that we go to, you look at the way people dress on a Sunday morning. All of these things are, you know, really not that big a deal. Maybe if you, you know, if you walk in with a torn up shirt into a place where everyone's wearing a suit, it's really obvious. But maybe, especially for people in our generation, the millennials, we don't necessarily think through a lot of the formalized ways to dress or ways to address, talk to people. And so I wanted to sort of hear some of your guys' thoughts uh, as well as share some of my own opinions on this idea of relationships and reverence that you hold in these relationships, the respect that you have for uh, you know, your elders, the, your bosses, your uh, older uh, people from uh, people that are a lot older. Uh, and, and, and what is the idea of like why formalism exists? So 
I kind of wanted to talk about that basically. And mm-hmm. I thought you two would be good one cause we're in a lot of the similar circles, but you both have significant military experience and veterans day just happened like last week or two weeks ago. Right. So I, I actually, this is kind of funny, but I like, I had pre- <laughs> prepared this like Facebook post with like pic- funny pictures of the two of you, like <laughs> from when you were in the military, <laughs> one was of you, Steve, like, you were in like an Afghan house or something. Okay. Eating. Yeah. And it oh, was just cool. a funny picture. Yours. Oh, that's a funny picture. Okay. Okay. It wasn't. Fu- <laughs> okay. It wasn't like. All right. And Alec, yours was of you like in uniform smoking this massive cigar. Like oh, huge. Oh, yeah. And guess where I found it? Facebook. Yeah, I know. I uh, found out everything about together. you. There you go. There you go. He That's makes why this on you Facebook. don't this use This is another Facebook. clue. So anyway, identity. I was going to like make this like really nice Facebook thing like, hey, thank you to veterans also, especially my two good friends who are veterans. But... You can thank me later. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for standing up while you pointed us. Okay. I to narrate Except for this the, the thank you for <laughs> actually, like, really truthfully oh, serving this nation. It's like, reverence for you. standing. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. But appreciate that. Uh, starting with you, Alec, could you. <laughs> nope, your coffin. Starting with Steve. <laughs> could you kind of share. Give me, like, give me, like, a two, two to three, like, like, a two minute version of what you did in the military. And kind of what? No, just tell. Yeah, just say that. Just tell me like your military experience. Give me like one minute. Yeah, I will first clarify. We probably don't have a significant amount of military experience, but well, uh, compared I to know I don't compared, compared to, to someone who wasn't in. Yeah. You're right, but like compared to a general, y'all aren't generals. But like, I have served zero seconds of military like in my life and so to me you have infinitely more experience okay well uh, my story is I started out doing ROTC in college um, which was kind of a time where I really grew up uh, finally having responsibility for the first time and then joined the military I was uh, in the Air Force for five years as a civil engineer and um, I left as a captain and in my time in I deployed once to Afghanistan into uh, kind of like the central region, Wardak area, and Kabul. Cool. Uh, and I did a year of ROTC at Louisiana State after high school. Then I went to West Point and did six years active duty. Five of those years was in Germany. Uh, one of those years in which I was based in Germany, I was actually in uh, Northern Afghanistan, Kunduz, uh, that was 2011. Okay. Uh, and so starting with your military, uh, experiences and then we can, we can get, we can kind of move it towards regular life or especially church life that is pretty applicable to us. And, uh, what I was talking about with the Presbytery and seminary and that type of stuff. But, could you tell me a little bit about what it was like being in the mil- military where the idea of rank uh, being very much so tied to reverence and respect in the way that you sort of treated your superiors and, and the guys that, that ranked below you? Yeah, I, I have a story, I guess, about we, we were talking about this in the military in Afghanistan because it's kind of related to what we were talking about earlier about wearing clothes and stuff. I mean, cause you're in the military where you're wearing uniforms. There's this high level of rank structure and you kind of, 
you kind of are always kind of wondering that question, why is it like this? But I think especially in that particular career field, you're, you're asking people to put their lives on the line. And so it's the seriousness of what you're asking that requires that formalism. Like an example was we were talking with one of the uh, chaplain's assistants who was um, kind of not really totally on board with everything about the military and we like were ch- even though he's part he of the was part of the reserves and okay. he was a new new enlisted guy and i think he just hadn't really worked some of these things out in his mind sure and so we were we were basically talking about orders and how sometimes you don't understand why you do what you do like we we posed a hypothetical situation that there was this street and a hundred guys were coming up the street and so five of us were left to defend the street. And our commander, our officer, told these five enlisted guys, we're going to stand here and we're going to fight off these 100 guys and probably all of us are going to die. Would you do it? And he was like, no, man, you know, I, you, you know I'm, you, I'm guaranteed to die. Why would I do this? Like, and I said, well, you don't understand the full scenario. What if this, this <coughs> village we're defending is full of hundreds of women's women and children sure and we only need 10 minutes to hold these guys off until reinforcements go you don't need to know all the details that's what this guy in charge is you just need to know that you trust him and you need to be right. absolutely obedient to him to to because we there was no time in that scenario to explain why it was important so there was this formalized structure of rank we're wearing uniforms we're saluting each other you're only addressing people by sir because there has to be this elevated level of reverence yeah. to just, in that instant, be completely obedient. So that was a scenario we had talked about before. Okay. Alec, what about your experience? Um, <coughs> my thoughts are kind of evolving on this as I sit here and listen, actually. Um, my thought is that I think the reverence in the military actually serves uh, function. What I, mean, what I mean by that is that you salute your commander, mm-hmm. which is a form of reverence. Uh, you, you salute him because of his function. Okay. And you salute him in order to have a culture of reverence so that he can better perform his function, Hmm. which is to get the unit to do what it needs to do. Um, Part of why reverence is so important for the functioning of the military is because the the dirty secret about the army, I guess it's not that much of a dirty secret. I just learned it late, probably. <laughs> is that is that it, it, the, the, the the military is the way that it is because it's got a bunch of eighteen year olds, many of them with you know with not the best backgrounds, sure. and you're trying to get them all going in the same direction. And as you're one to, unit, and as one, one unit, get them all oriented towards one goal. Yeah, that requires an, an incredible range of different activities in order to meet mm-hmm. that goal. 
in order to keep a massive body like that moving <coughs> and to keep people safe while they do it, uh, people need to be able to perform their functions and reverence serves that function. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so with that, so the military thing, I think makes a lot of, it makes a lot of sense to me. It, it, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a structure with a purpose, uh, and it has a plan, just like what y- you guys just explained. Like, there's a reason why it's important uh, to respect and follow the orders of your commanding officers, right? So let's let's take it out of the military uh, idea and let's look more at like personal relationships and even. Uh, and, and even like church relationships. Yeah. What type of thing do you guys feel like? And and I can jump in here after after you guys say something. But what what do you guys feel like is the purpose of respect and uh, reverence uh, and formal? Even we'll just call it formalism, like formalized uh, structures uh, within. Uh, either businesses or organizations or churches or the presbytery meeting thing yeah. that I talked about or seminary. Like, w- what do you think? Yeah, I, uh, this probably will not take us all the way where you want to go, but a step in the right direction. I was just thinking about some of the meetings that we had in the military were like some serious decisions got made. Sure. Like we may do this and it could cost $30 million or we may do this and somebody probably is going to die. Is it still worth it? And I'm just imagining that scenario without that culture of reverence. Like mm-hmm. we're all wearing jeans and whatever, and we're making these decisions. It wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't be right. People wouldn't trust you to make those decisions if yeah. you weren't being reverent and serious about it. And I think for, in some sense, in the Presbyterian, it's just, you know, you're, you're making decisions that affect people's lives. Right. And it may not be this dude's going to die, but... It's still, people want to see that some seriousness and some thought and reverence is going into those decisions. So I think the higher level we get, think about, you know, CEOs dress nice, Mm -hmm. politicians dress nice. I mean, they're making higher level, more serious decisions. As a public, you want to see people like in a position like that, that you feel like are are taking their job seriously and really thinking through those things. Now, as like a classic millennial, and this doesn't necessarily have to be uh, exactly my personal opinion, which it isn't, uh, but to, pl- to try to play like devil's advocate to yeah. that, what does uh, the way that you talk to somebody or the way that you dress or, um, and we can, uh, we can let's, let's try to move it somewhat away from the way that you dress, even though that is part of it. Like what does the merit of somebody's decision-making process have to do with, with their clothing or their, um, like the way that you address someone. So for instance, like I would not go, um, I wouldn't go to my grandmother, uh, to my grandmother's house and talk to her the same way that I would talk to my brother or that I would talk to one of you guys. I would be much more informal, uh, and, and I might use certain words that I wouldn't use in <laughs> front of my grandma, right? Uh, or, or subject matter, um, but like, why? I guess part part of the part of it is, and, I, and we all sort of have this idea that it, it makes sense, and and why. But like, I want to sort of expl- I want to sort of tease that out a little bit. Like, why? What is the reason 
that we treat certain people in certain positions with more respect and reverence than we do if you want to call the lowest level the most informal uh, relationships that we have being maybe like your close friendships uh, why do we why do we do that like why do we treat people differently or better or with more respect <laughs> uh, yeah, Alec with question. the blank face <laughs> I, I have something to say. Well, no, you no, you go. I was just oh, feeling go the awkward it. silence. Nice. I, you know the first. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why we, that's why we can't have nice things. Yeah. I, I mean, the first thing that I want to say is that well, you know, because your grandmother and your brother have very different functions in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. It, you know, maybe there's a better word to use for that. But no, I like you the word have function. a very they they have they hold different places in your life. Right. And that is why you act differently around your boss than right. you do around your coworker. Absolutely. They hold different places in your life. They have different functions. So um Yeah, I mean that's essentially it and like I know that you were trying to get away from specifically how we dress. Sure. But, but we can we can say that. But the way we dress communicates things to those people. Okay, too. and th- maybe this is this this might be a good place to be. Um so so talk so talk talk that out a little bit and then I wanted uh and maybe think about the context and place I want to go is with se- with seminary, okay? So the three of mm. us are in the same we go to the same seminary. People dress a certain way. The majority of people dress a certain way, not like a uniform or something, or or. But people dress a little bit more formal. I almost wear a uniform. Oh, I, I still have seminary. you muted. Sorry. I try so, say and that wear again. Wear a uniform. Yeah. I almost wear a uniform to seminary. Like in That's what? That's how boring like, I am. No. <laughs> no, for me, it's been hard to like figure out what normal clothes to wear. I would prefer. I'm like, oh, if I can get these khakis and just vary these kind of shirts, it's right. like, because yeah. oh, for five years yeah. I never had to think about what I'm I was right supposed to wear. You. It was the, literally the same, exact right? Because you thing wore like a, day. you actually yeah. wore like the military <laughs> uniform. That's it. Yeah. See, I never think about that. When I got yeah. out, of the, yeah, when I got out of the army, Rosie took me clothes shopping. Yeah, and I had like, like a what shirt I wore in the weekend. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> right. My weekend shirt. I <laughs> joke, but it was. Oh man, was I would be ashamed if you guys actually saw my closet and like how many shoes and shirts that I like. I don't have a lot, maybe compared to like people that really get into it. But yeah. like, I like clothes <laughs> and fashion. You know what you like, man? That's good. Ooh. All right. So, so all right. So Alec, back to a little bit of what you were saying. When people have different functions, we speak and we act. Uh, and we treat them differently. Yeah. Not maybe not like differently, like oh, like I'm not gonna look at you or something like that. But there's almost a level of respect. So you think about the pastors of your church, or you think about some of our seminary professors, uh, or you think about uh, you know people that are in positions above you. What, like the the reverence piece, the respect piece. I get it. Like I think that it's important, but like for for a millennial who would be more prone to like um, acting or talking in a way that could be perceived by an older person as disrespectful or irreverent, 
what's sort of the like where is the appropriate balance there because i think that's maybe maybe that above everything else is where i want to get to and like what i want to find out because there are areas for for example the 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 uh you know a meeting or the way that people act at seminary uh or in church or something like that there are there are uh traditions and ways of acting that i think can be contrary uh or contrary to what is is appropriate or even helpful does that make sense a little bit yeah, so I like think so. i think that the way you dress matters in certain sense but like i don't wear the dress shirt to to seminary and like to you know i do wear jeans and sneakers to church uh but at the same time, I went to a funeral. This I went to my grandmother's funeral this past weekend, and I wore a suit and a tie because that's what's appropriate and what's what's uh, what you're kind of supposed to wear. And I do think, especially for the generation of people that were uh, mostly represented there, for me to walk into that in a in in jeans and a t-shirt would have been very inappropriate. But at what point do we say? I'm going to act and talk and be a certain way because that's what I think is uh, the expectations of someone else. What is the line between that and this is just what's okay and what's fine? Like, there's no real problem with acting or talking or looking this way. Does that make sense? That no, was like a, I'm lost. That was a very long, drawn-out <laughs> question. Okay, so what is the difference between having uh, good expectations for how someone should act or dress in a certain situation? Yeah. Like, when is that good and when is that bad, basically? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it is kind of a simple question in some sense. Like, we all want to be accommodating and respectful to everyone, but, like, for me to be respectful to you is going to look a lot different than to my grandma. Like to a millennial not being real can and authentic or whatever can be disrespectful. Like, why are you trying to be so formal with me? Don't you want to be my friend? Right. But my grandmother doesn't see it that way. Right. You know, so I think we have to recognize everybody's coming from different backgrounds and different understandings. And we just have to accommodate in some sense to them. I yeah. mean, so and what they what yeah. they sort of perceive as yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong good. to that, and I think that touches on the whole seminary thing too, because I've never gotten the impression that somebody may be dressing a particular way to any any more than it's just as how they dress or how they feel that you know. I think in some senses, after having worked in a professional environment for a while you know, there wasn't just military guys in uniform. Our unit was probably 50% civilian. Mm -hmm. um, that's just the professional world. I mean, even in the seminary right now, probably 50% of the people would be so underdressed in a professional environment that they it would just be kind of embarrassing for them. So we're in this college environment, but some people were professionals or still are professionals, and it's right. just they're wearing what makes sense for them. I, I've never seen it as like a you should wear this at seminary kind right. of thing. I don't know. Alec, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I agree with the seminary piece. I haven't gotten the impression that anybody's trying real hard to do it one way or the other. Um, I, I have two thoughts. One, it seems like some situations 
what you dress is driven by the function you hope to perform, which I kind of have said already. No, okay. I'm kind of thinking like a workplace. No, I get it. No, I'm I kind of in a, in a workplace. If you, but here's the question. Here's here's my here's my uh, you know uh, cut through or, or cut in is that like <coughs> the seminary and the church uh, and well let's just keep it at that. Let's keep it in the Christian realm. Okay, those aren't workplaces per se. Like the, it's not a business room or what business room what's the what's the it's not a conference room like it's not not that not that not that hey let's just wear our uh you know i'm gonna wear my um nailing this joke by the way (laughs) (laughs) like you just you know you wear whatever you cut the grass in and you show up to church now i would i would lean much more towards that way than i would all right let's let's you know let's set the tone of like we're gonna wear suits and ties because and here here's the reason and, and and I've heard I've heard the argument on both sides and I and I really don't think that either side is wrong but I've heard people say when you come into a church uh on a Sunday morning especially you you're coming to worship God there is a there isn't a there is a high amount of respect and reverence that we should have when we come before uh, you know, a holy and, you know, intense, powerful, all the, you know, all all that kind of language, God. And so you should dress accordingly, which I understand that. But I would say, what does how you dress have to do with how you worship? And I think that, like I said, I'm not, I'm not advocating for tank tops and flip flops. Oh man, those rhyme. But... Do they tank tops? Yeah, There's they do. There's OP at the end there. Hey, we, <laughs> hey, when you're just shooting from the hip, you have no idea what you're saying. But I would, I would lean much more towards the, I would lean much more towards uh, the yeah. side that would say, "Come as you are, yeah. and bring your heart, bring your heart, like for worship." <laughs> yeah. And I, if the way that you dress helps that, then go for it. Dress. Yeah. But I, for me, I would say. Like I want, like what's most comfortable and what's most worshipful for me is jeans and sneakers and maybe a polo, maybe a t-shirt, maybe a sweater, maybe what other forms <laughs> okay. of clothing are there? Okay. I, I think I'm going to disagree with you and I'm, gonna, and I'm going to say so because you're kind of being a little contradictory. Okay. Talk to me, sense. baby. So you, you know, you should dress up to go to your grandmother's funeral. Yes. Okay. Out of some sort of respect or reverence for, for her. For who's it for? For her, for the I don't know. What okay. Do you you uh, recognize that your clothing level okay. equates to a certain amount of reverence and respect. Mm-hmm. So I think if and I do agree that this can be used inappropriately at church where people dress formally for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But is the formal dressing for the wrong reasons what's the correct answer? Do we not dress formal then because we've been doing it for the wrong reasons? Or do we correct the reasons? Because you are. You're coming before a holy God. You're coming mm-hmm. into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so if you do feel clothing has some sort of... equate, It equates to reverence and respect in some manner, then you, I think you should be dressing in a way that is appropriate to come into the presence of God. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with Jacob. Ooh! <laughs> no, I, I mean... 
Really? Because I well, didn't no, think you I would. Think it's actually Hold the microphone to your mouth. I, I think that you. <laughs> I, think I know that I know it's a lot to to balance. It is. You, you have, it you've been is. doing a good job pulling it away when you cough. The microphone at the same time. Uh, actually, I don't know that you contradict. I don't know that you contradicted him, Steve. I don't know that you contradicted him. You said, I, if I understood both of you correctly, you both said, worship is a matter of the heart if you personally express worship or express reverence by dressing better, then do it. Sure. Um, now, going, now ba- and back okay. to the even, even mentioning about the funeral, I would say the majority of the reason you wear decent clothes to a funeral is because... And did we talk about the problem? Is we did the first we did the first fifteen <laughs> yeah, minutes did we talk twice. About I don't know if we talked about this before or not, uh, because I didn't hit the record button right. But uh, <laughs> I I do kind of think that the main reason you do you want to dress a certain way or talk a certain way is to is to not create unnecessary distractions. So I have no problem with saying the word shit. But I would never, at least I hope not, I would never like stand up giving a sermon on a Sunday and use that word because I think it creates unnecessary distractions. Now, that this could be a whole separate conversation, but I think that there's a lot of things that we shouldn't, we shouldn't do to create unnecessary distractions, especially when it comes to worship or when it comes to a formal situation like a funeral. Now, do I think that it would have been (laughs) wrong or sinful or something like that to wear a t-shirt and shorts to my grandmother's funeral? No, I don't think that it would have been. Would it have been a wise decision? No, definitely not. And I did, I wore a suit coat, I wore a tie, I wore a dress shirt. If I had worn a short sleeve dress shirt, do I think that that would have been fine? Probably. But I chose to wear something nice because I knew most people were going to be older and they're going to have a certain expectation of what people wear to a funeral. So when I think about church on a Sunday morning and the ways that we talk or the ways that we dress, or even the ways that we design the worship service. I'm not going to go hard in on lighting, but I'm not personally a huge fan of like the waving, flashing lights in a worship service because I think it creates distractions away from the purpose of your worship, which is not your own personal feeling, but it's you worshiping God. That's the traditional and I think biblical uh, way to describe worship. So all that being said... Give me, we got to wrap this up here in, in the next minute or two, or next couple minutes, but give me some of your final thoughts and final uh, ideas of, of, of this whole idea of reverence, respect, and formalism. All right. I, here's, here's a thought. I, give one, it to me. We, especially when millennials probably talk about this, they're talking about, oh, you know, be, be authentic to be, be genuine. And mm-hmm. when you dress up to, for other people, you're not being genuine. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Actually, as Christians, our uh, guiding principle should be thinking of others first. So you you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that you dressed up Mm -hmm. for your grandmother's funeral out of respect for the other 
elderly people mm-hmm. that would be there. So you dressed according to not what you personally necessarily wanted to do or what you personally valued, but you dressed in consideration of somebody else. Which is true because that was their situation. It was my grandmother and, and my family's situation. It was not my, I was entering into their situation. <laughs> but for, but for example, like if I'm the pastor of a church someday, uh, especially if it's a church that I'm kind of like giving leadership or, or creating the culture for, I'm not going to wear a three-piece suit on Sunday mornings when I preach. I'll probably wear jeans and a a <coughs> collared shirt or polo without a tie. But that's just me. Like that's that's the culture that I would want to, to that I would want to create. You you might want to I mean you might want to bend the culture in a certain way because you're the pastor and sure. because these things have spiritual implications. Right. But at the same time you're still gonna be uh, sensitive to the people to your congregation right and you should be sensitive right i'll say it that way and the individuals in your congregation should also to some degree select their clothing based on out of sensitivity to the other people around them so i'm not saying only consider what other people want and i'm not saying don't uh don't try to change it at all if it needs to be changed if the culture needs to be changed but i am also saying there's nothing wrong in fact we need to think about what is best for other people too okay good steve final thoughts yeah i guess if i was just to give a final thought it would kind of summarize what you guys just said though and i think as long as we're thinking through this it's obviously important and what we decide to wear or not wear or say or not say has implications so as long as we're thinking through that and we have a reason for what we're doing i think we're ahead of the game all right cool well boys thank you for being on episode three of the man in the moon podcast happy to be here yes and hope to have you again except for you steve who is oh god bless it's all right we haven't been friends that long (laughs) (laughs) i met alec Except for you, Alec, who's moving away, and we're I all really sad about it. I can still be on your podcast, it. though, right? That's can we, right. Like, you know, do this via Call distance. Ins. Well, we I, I that, actually, right? I have a little thing that connects to my phone that I can plug into the board, oh. and you can be a guest. You can Good. be a guest. Jesus, this was a lot of fun, and I like to hear myself talk. So. <laughs> Did <laughs> you hear? get to listen to it later? Here, <laughs> Did you hear his voice? He's like, "This is a lot of fun." <laughs> no, it <laughs> I'm is. So excited. I, I, I know. I show my emotions inwardly. We do. We do understand that. Out of reverence. All right. Thanks, boys. <laughs>